talking about this because I think that it's something that many people really need to do, but I perceive that it's not well understood by a lot of folks who are new to investing in finance. That's what we do here on Stulinium Radio, stomp out misunderstanding so that the truth can thrive. I don't think you need anything special for today's episode, so turn it up, do what you need to do. I'm going to talk about short selling. One of the most common questions I receive from students in my introductory finance class is, how does this uh, short selling thing work? Now, one thing that motivates this question is that each semester they play a stock market simulation and the winners can earn bonus points. The rules for the simulation say that short selling is allowed, so they want to know if it is something that can help them improve their portfolio value and earn some bonus points. Now, as I said in the introduction, I'm not talking about this because I think that it's something that most people really need to do. In truth, I think it's something that most people should avoid, like onion-scented cologne. However, in the interest of improving understanding, I think it's a good topic to discuss. Most people have a clear understanding of a traditional long position in the stock market. This is where you hope to buy a stock at a low price and sell it later at a high price. Buy low, sell high. Well, short selling allows investors to profit when they believe that a stock's price will go down in the future. And interestingly enough, we still want to buy low and sell high. However, we do it in reverse order. First, we sell shares that we don't own, and later, we buy them back. Sell high, buy low. We hope. Now, when I tell my students that we are going to sell shares that we don't own, many of them look at me skeptically. That's because in most areas of life, and you can write this down, in most areas of life, it is not socially acceptable to sell things that you don't own. For example, Selling your roommate's CD collection? Rude. Selling your neighbor's car? Decidedly inconsiderate, and in most states, illegal. But that's not the case when short-selling a stock. It is allowed, and here's how it works. You sell shares of stock that you don't own, so your brokerage lends the shares to you as you sell them. Now, they don't do this for free. They generally charge an interest rate against the value of the shares that you sell. You are responsible for paying that interest and eventually buying the shares and returning them to the brokerage. Here's an example. 
In November 2000, the ACU Student Managed Fund, STAR, purchased the shares of a company called Elon for $51.13 each. Elon is a pharmaceutical company based in Dublin, Ireland, and they specialize in different types of drug transmission systems as well as research and development of individual drugs for things like Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, and pneumonia. At the time that Star owned the stock, it had the largest market capitalization on the Irish Stock Exchange. We were long the stock. We owned it. But in retrospect, I wish that we had short-sold the stock. On January 30, 2002, the Wall Street Journal published an article which began with the following statement. Some pharmaceutical companies are known for their research excellence, others for their marketing prowess. Ireland's Elan Corporation, the world's 20th largest drug company, with market value of about $12 billion, stands out for its accounting. The article went on to criticize the method which Elan was using to book revenue from a joint venture in which it had invested. Now this was fresh on the heels of Enron, and so the stock fell like a rock tossed off the cliffs of Moore. A few days earlier on January 18th, the stock had traded as high as $40 per share. By February 4th, it was trading around $14 per share, and it went as low as $1.03 per share before the end of the year, and they ultimately agreed to a settlement with the SEC before the stock recovered. Some. The Star Fund sold their shares at $14.72 for the worst loss we have ever experienced. Now, I'm not personally aware of anything that would have allowed us to anticipate that Elon was not following generally accepted accounting practices, but let's imagine that we could have. I'd feel a little guilty about using them for an example if they hadn't cost us more than half of our investment. So let's say that we had short-sold Elon at $40 per share a few days before the Wall Street Journal story was published and maintained the position until the stock price had fallen to $20 per share. Then, at $20, we bought the shares back and returned them to our broker. So you sell shares for $40 that you're later able to repurchase at $20 and you double your money. Just as if you had bought the shares for $20 and later sold them for $40. You make $20 per share minus the interest that your broker charged to loan the shares to you in the first place. So, why do I say that most people shouldn't do this? There are several reasons. One reason is that most individual investors have to pay interest on the value of the borrowed shares. This puts your trade in negative territory from the moment that it's in place. The position has to move down enough to cover the interest just for you to break even. So if you were short a stock for a year and you had to pay 5% on the borrowed shares, the stock price would have to move by that amount before you could make your first penny. This makes it expensive and difficult to use short selling within a buy and hold type of framework. Second. The long-term trend of the U.S. market has been upward since about the time of the Great Depression. If you go to Yahoo Finance and graph the Dow Jones Industrial Average since 1930, you'll see what I'm talking about. In a market that is trending upward, short selling is a risky proposition. 
In the fall of 1998, the technology boom was in full swing. In those days, Amazon.com's stock price was trading around $120 per share, and it wasn't uncommon for it to move up $8, $12, or even $20 in a day. Following one of these exceptional days, one of my students decided that the stock would probably give some of the gains back the next day, and he short-sold the shares in the investment simulation. Unfortunately for him, Amazon put on another double-digit increase the next day. He took his medicine and bought the shares back at a considerably higher price than he had sold them for. Another risk that short sellers face is known as a short squeeze. This is when a lot of people have sold a stock short, but something positive happens for the company and it pushes the stock price higher. When someone who holds a short position sees the stock price climbing suddenly, they might become convinced that they were wrong about that stock. So they enter an order to buy the shares back. This is known as buying to cover because you are covering the short position and returning the shares to your broker. Now, if a large number of short sellers decide to cover their positions at the same time, it increases demand for the stock as they purchase the shares. That puts additional upward pressure on the stock price and makes things even worse for people who still hold short positions. If you are interested in some statistics on short selling, pull up a stock quote on Yahoo Finance and then click on Key Statistics on the left-hand side of the screen. The share statistics area has a lot of interesting information about things like percentage of shares held by insiders, institutions, and even what percentage of the shares are currently sold short. One more thing comes to mind. There is an interesting difference in short selling from an individual investor's perspective as compared to a professional like a hedge fund manager. When I, as an individual, sell short a stock, I have to pay interest on the borrowed shares. When a hedge fund manager sells the shares short, she doesn't pay interest. She actually gets the cash for selling the shares. So instead of paying interest like me, she can invest the cash and earn interest. This is why it makes more sense for hedge funds to execute short strategies. Instead of starting the trade in the hole, having to pay interest, they have a sort of head start or safety net where they can earn interest on the value of the shares they sell short. So that's a little bit about short selling. Like I said, I don't think it's something that's suitable for most individual investor portfolios, but hopefully we understand it better now. In my opinion, it would be a very rare situation when an individual investor would want to use this strategy. Have you seen that show on Discovery called Planet Earth? It would be as rare as the filming of the snow leopard hunting. Or think about the NBA playoffs. It would be as rare as a traveling call. <laughs> nice. Okay, I could go on, but it's time to call it. I appreciate you tuning in today. If you have any questions, requests, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to me at stulinium at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Until next time, Jonathan Stewart, Stulinium Radio.